Well, hello, and thanks again for tuning in to my show, Organic Matters. I'll take a moment here to let you know I'm on a dozen or more podcast stations now. You should be able to find me anywhere in your car or wherever you are. And I offer people now, the, the if you just want to hear or see the weekly articles, you can go to two different places I own or I have. One is called organicmatters.info, organicmatters.info. And then I'm like the second one on the list. I'm working my way up, but it is an actual URL. Easier to get to, but a little bit harder to remember how to spell is my own name. The URL that I have is called Bruce, B-R-U-C-E dot Dooley, D-E-U-L-E-Y, all lowercase, Bruce dot Dooley dot com. And then all the articles, there's several hundred on, I think, at this point, are there. Eh, they're eight or ten to maybe as much as 14 minutes long. Not to, but, but they've got a highlight that you can run through and see the title and see if it's something you're interested in. And it just saves you having to go through all the commercials and all that stuff at a number of the podcast channels. So if you're really interested in my natural studies and my ideas of gardening, which is what this whole show actually started about, I try to do one gardening section at least well, I try to do them every week, but I do definitely do them two or three times a month. The rest of it's more about now climate change and wildlife, and I'm big on electric cars. I think that's a big future that we have been missing for a decade. We could have started this sooner, but now we definitely have the technology to really, really make an alternate source of transportation that's far more around. So for a little change this week, I'm going to do one, one of the other pet peeves I have is the the... I'm a hunter. I have been for years. I haven't hunted in years, but I mean, I'm not anti-hunt. I'm anti-stupid. And one of the things that I have seen over the years, I name a few animals that we have totally abused out of ignorance. One, of course, was the beaver for a hundred years. Now we're actually introducing them by dropping them from airplanes back into the Great Rockies. If you've not known that, it's a very interesting story. I think one, that URL has probably shown up on my webpage by now. And the other one is our ignorance about, in general, the carnivore and what a carnivore does to enhance and actually even extend the environment around them for the good of all the other animals, which when you say carnivore, everybody says, oh no, they're going to run around killing everything. No, they run around killing the weak and run around killing the easier to, to, and they actually strengthen the actual populations of the animals that live around them. So I want to talk about that because they've made a stupid law in Idaho. And I want to talk about it. And there's going to be people that disagree with me about that. I have a good friend that I admire in some ways, but he is totally naive about what the real, well, I don't want the predators out there because he wants to go kill the elk himself or the whatever. Well, he's going to get better elk. He's going to have a better hunt if he has a natural carnivore, the wolf being one, that's a part of the environment in the wild. Yes, we do have to uh, contend with them sometimes in the case of, of people that don't keep their cows right. And there's ways to do that, too. Uh, they are a carnivore. And we do actually sort of invite them in the way we keep our animals to, to in sometimes taking advantage of, of our the, the stock that we're trying to raise for ourselves. But in general, they're way more of an asset to the environment around them than they are a liability. 
Just in the last few weeks, more than a dozen wildlife groups have filed a lawsuit against Idaho's recent wolf trapping legislation. That in addition to really being unnecessary, also harms at least two other federally protected species. The lawsuit contends that traps and snares are indiscriminate and have proven to capture, injure, and kill non-target species at high rates, including grizzly bears and lynx. Grizzly bears and the Canadian lynx are protected under federal Endangered Species Acts and share some of the same habitats as the wolves, of course. Back in July, by the first week of July, Idaho updated its wolf hunting regulations to create a year-round hunting season for wolves on private property. Previously, there was a ban on wolf hunting April to August because that's when they have their young. Hunters may now purchase an unlimited number of wolf tags. They can chase wolves from motorized vehicles and can use bait for trapping. Well, they're not even hunters. Not really sure what to call them. It's just calling people that want to kill animals. Okay, and there are a bunch of them out there. Even so-called self-professed hunters, some of which I admire a lot that are very, very involved with being a part of the environment and being out in nature. But a good number of them literally drive around killing everything. And I don't, if you don't believe it, then you haven't been around them. Wildlife groups reported that the expanded regulations reduce Idaho's wolf populations by as much as 90% already. Too much, folks. The legislation was passed with the belief that it would reduce attacks on livestock and increase the elk population. We can get into that if you want to. According to a government statement, Fish and Game Director Ed Schreiber said the commissioner's action provides a meaningful balance that focuses on providing hunters and trappers with additional tools to address conflicts between wolves, livestock, and other big game. The lawsuit does cite many, many incidences when other animals are harmed by the wolf hunters, either accidentally or incidentally. Just as one example here, and I might mention to you that this stuff is really way, way underreported. They know that for a fact. In 2020, two grizzly bears were killed in wolf snares in Idaho's Panhandle region. One of the cases, the grizzly was found dead with a wolf snare wrapped around its neck and another one on its front paw. In the second reported case, a hunter shot a grizzly, claiming he believed it was a black bear, which is legal. The animal had a wolf snare wrapped completely around its neck. The suit also mentions another incident by Idaho Fish and Game. Sometime uh, earlier, when staff members accidentally caught a grizzly and a foothold wolf trap while trapping wolves for research. The grizzly had to be put down. Since 2010, the neighboring state of Montana has reported at least seven grizzly bears captured in traps set for wolves or coyotes. There have also been reports of grizzlies in many, many cases with toes and feet cut off or badly injured. Similarly, the suit notes that five lynx have been reported trapped in Idaho alone just, just as, since this new law began, including one in a wolf trap. In Montana, four wolves were trapped during that period, including one in a wolf trap. And as I mentioned earlier, 
because such incidents are vastly underreported, they just don't turn themselves in. The number of grizzly bears and lynx trapped by wolf trappers is probably five to even ten times higher than the data indicate. This new legislation has been filed by innumerable animal rights advocates. Matter of fact, there's over a dozen listed on the, the actual filing. Experts agree that steel-jawed lake hold traps and snares are indiscriminate, literally by due to their design. They're made that way. There are innumerable examples of non-target animals killed in traps set for other species. The original lawsuit was actually filed to protect federally protected grizzly bears and Canadian lynx from these dangerous traps that were now literally litter their habitat year-round thanks to the new ridiculous law. I truly feel, folks, it's sickening that Idaho has approved what amounts to an unregulated hunting and trapping in an effort to wipe out its own wolf population. Other animals like federally protected grizzly bears and lynxes are, going to, are, are being injured constantly and dying in these cruel traps and snares. The state's disregard for all of the lives of all of these animals and whatever else they catch as incidentals, including people's dogs, is just outrageous and unacceptable and certainly not what I'd call something we should be doing in this <laughs> supposed civilized part of the country. And to end this, because it could go on forever, I have to ask what kind of a world we're really living in where I call it brutality is still not only condoned but actually advanced. Human sensitivity is protested about and legislated for, but the real issues like loss of biodiversity and species hardly gets a look. Folks, there's going to be 8 billion of us really quick now. 8 billion. We have one earth to live on. Everything that was here when we got here should probably be in here whenever we finally get to leave, if we do. But to just abuse it without any, any consequence is just not what I would call human nature. That's the thing that separates us from those animals. Give it some thought. And it's what we've now named the anthropogenic part of our world. We always had these epochs that we lived through. And now this one's basically the human epoch. We are the controlling factor. We are the only source to make this place get better or to ruin it. This is it. Yes, there's going to be volcanoes. We've just had the maybe the most horrific tornadoes that's ever certainly been this late in the year as far north as they were this past week. And we are not in control of them. But we are, whether we like it or not, now in control of the world around us. Whether it's the tons, and I mean millions of tons, of plastics we're pouring into our oceans on a daily basis. And I don't see an end to that in the near future, for sure. Or the pollution we're putting into the air day after day after day by the, not tons, folks, by the thousands or maybe millions of tons also. We are the species contributing to all that. Is there background volcanoes? Yes. Is there background other pollution sources? Yes. But Mother Nature has been dealing with those for millions of years. What she hasn't dealt with is 8 billion of us on Earth. 
This is an outstanding thought, folks. Did you know there's now more humans on Earth than rats? Think about that. That even that you know when you say that people think you're joking. It's not a joke. It's actually been studied. We are a contributor to everything that goes on on this planet. We have to be. We can't stop it, but we can learn to control it. Okay, that's where a greener environment, that's where the electronic vehicles that I talk about almost every week now come into play. That's where each and every one of us can all do our little bit with whether we use our LED light bulbs in all of our homes or whether we are careful about where we put our refuse or how much we can compost and put back into our soils. It all adds up times 8 billion human beings. Try to even conceive what 8 billion is. There's nothing else other than microbes and bacterias that now exceed the number of living humans that we have here. All the, all the animals we talk about do not have that many specimens in that species of almost any, any other animal you can talk about. We are it. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.